are we really thinking about the call that God has on our life and where, not just what we're going to do, not just who we're called to be, but where is God calling us to serve and put down roots? Hey, y'all, and welcome to Native Soil. This is episode number two, the deuce of our uh, recording, and just want to welcome you back. And today we will continue to reflect on this idea of native soil. I'm Father Victor Engels, priest here, the Archdiocese of Mobile, currently serving my fourth year as vocation director. So last time we talked a lot about the theology of place, and This really speaks to us as Southerners. You know, we're people who are particularly tied to a place. Anytime you meet somebody in the South, um, you say, who are you and where are you from, right? We want to talk about, um, you know, that part of who we are. And if we do find out that we are from the same place or that we know people who are from the same place, ooh, baby, we just struck gold because now we can talk about Who's your daddy and what do they do and where do you like to eat? Where do you like to hunt? All these different things. It resonates with us as uh, Southerners. It also really resonates uh, with us as Catholic. Place has a really important uh, place in the way in which we understand ourselves as church. From the earliest times, we have organized ourselves into dioceses. A diocese in the Catholic understanding, it's a geographical region of the church that is led by a bishop. There's this one chief shepherd who oversees the whole flock in this area. And yes, as Christians, we're all called to love the whole world and take care of people. But there's a particular focus in a diocese that all of the Christians united to the bishop are supposed to together evangelize, sanctify, and build up the people of God in that geographical boundary. Take it to the next level. When we talk about parish, this is a very uniquely Catholic idea. Some, you know, even in southern Louisiana, which is very Catholic, they still organize their counties more or less as parishes. Because in the Catholic mindset, a parish is not just a group of people. In a lot of Protestant churches, they'll talk about their the congregation that belongs to this church. And you go to this church because uh, you know, you've decided that this is a good place to be. Um, and the Catholic mentality, a parish is a geographical boundary. There's a physical place where the church is headquartered. There's a priest there who's the pastor, but the pastor, even in canon law, is responsible for every soul that lives in that geographical boundary. Whether or not they're Catholic or not, he is responsible for every soul in that geographical boundary. And so the pastor, in union with the body of Christ all the baptized filled with the Holy Spirit, there is a challenge there. That plot of land is uniquely theirs to sanctify, evangelize, and build up the kingdom of God there. These are uniquely Catholic ideas. And I think that uh, as we as we reflect on this topic of native soil, it's worth reflecting about the soil that exists in our parish boundaries, in our diocesan boundaries, What are the particular needs there? What are the particular weeds that need to be planted? Where is fertilizer needed? Where is water needed? 
It takes a real study of the place that you're in. And the church and her wisdom has given us a focus in a diocese and in a parish. You know, there's only so much that we can all hands-on be a part of and renewing the, the face of the earth, but God has given us all a particular focus. I have found in traveling around the diocese, talking to young people in particular, that there does seem to be somewhat of a disconnect at times with the place in which we live. There's some real benefits, I think, of living in a globalized world. We just know more about different cultures. We know more about different things in the world. Um, we're more tolerant of each other, I think, because of that. We're not as afraid of things that are different or cult cultural things that are different. But I think one of the challenges, we tend to be kind of disconnected from the place, the culture, the needs of where we are. I'll give you an example. When I go visit our high school students, one of the things I've started to ask them is, how do you see yourself being successful 20 years from now? You're going to wake up 20 years from now, you're going to look at yourself in the mirror one day, and you're going to wonder, am I successful? And I ask them, what are some things that you're going to want to have done, experienced, accomplished 20 years from now so you can look yourself square in the eye in the mirror and say, I am successful? And granted, I am stirring them up, provoking them a little bit. But of course, they talk about, I want to have this big of a house. I want to have this much money. I want to have this kind of a job. I want to have one to two kids. I want to have three dogs, you know. And then I'll ask them. And so we go through all these different things. And at some point, I'll ask them. I'll say, do you guys necessarily, 20 years from now, want to be living in Mobile, in Montgomery. And every time there's a visceral reaction, they're all like, no way, Father, we want to get out of here. And okay, some of that's angsty teenager. You just want to experience something different. I get that. But I say, why do you not want to be here? First thing, well, there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do around here. I think kids in Manhattan would say there's nothing to do, but there's nothing to do. But then they say, well, there's poverty. Well, there's not enough jobs. Well, there's crime. You know, and the list goes on and on. And I challenge them, and I challenge everyone watching to think about this. I get all that. And those are big decisions as we figure out where we're going to live and what kind of jobs we're going to have. But from a Christian standpoint, is the only possible way for us to respond to the problems of a place is to bail, to leave <laughs> for somewhere that's more comfortable, that has a nicer quality of life, that has cheaper groceries, whatever it is, whatever our algorithm is, are we really thinking about place? Are we really thinking about the call that God has on our life and where, not just what we're gonna do, not just who we're called to be, but where is God calling us to serve and put down roots? Um, as I had mentioned before, we do tend to have today kind of an idea of the big problems in the world, but we, we tend to have a very limited understanding of our own native soil, of our own neighborhoods, of the own issues, and how we might be able to uh, respond to them. 
There's a great uh, line that a Lutheran theologian named Frederick Buchner came up with when talking about vocation. Where's God calling me? And one time he said, you know, God's calling many times is where your greatest passion and the world's greatest need intersect. Where your greatest passion, and now I'm ad-libbing, but your greatest joy, your greatest gift from God and the world's greatest need, where does that intersect? And many times that intersection is where God is calling you to be. Because at that place, you will find deep fulfillment and joy and accessing and using the gifts which you are particularly suited for. And it'll be all the more fulfilling because it'll actually be meeting a real need in the world and in the kingdom of God. In order for us to figure out where that intersection is, we have to do some serious assessment first of ourselves and figure out how has God uniquely blessed us. But we also have to do some serious study of our native soil and figure out what are its needs in my backyard? What are its needs in my front yard, in my neighbor's yard, so that I can figure out how to line up my gifts with that? One fun example I kind of wanted to share with you, you know, I think we've got to be creative about these kind of things. You know, we're in the 21st century, the church has experienced so many things, but what's renewal going to look like? One of the things I've loved to see with the seminarians of the Archdiocese Mobiles, first of all, they love each other. They have a good fraternity. I don't know how to explain it, but even when I was in seminary, there was a sense amongst the Mobile guys that we're in this together, we're brothers, and we're going to keep tabs on each other. And so weekly getting together for mobile night to pray together and go eat or something like that. And, um, but just kind of keeping up with each other. The other thing that I've loved to see in them is a growing love for the archdiocese. All of them in seminary are away from the archdiocese. Some are in St. Paul, uh, Minnesota. Some are in Southern Indiana. Some are in Louisiana. Sometimes distance makes the heart grow fonder, but during this time I've seen them grow in kind of their love of the archdiocese. And one kind of fun way that has manifested, especially I think since uh, I had that conversation with Father Peter, if you, if you remember from episode one, talking about theology of place, I started sharing with them. But they started getting really creative about how to kind of show their love for the archdiocese, but also to kind of help promote around the diocese this concept that we're talking about, like this is our native soil. This is the particular plot of land that God has entrusted to us. So the first thing that came up, Deacon Payton Plessa come up with a t-shirt design that we uh, sold at ACYC last year. And it's just got the state of Alabama with, um, you know, the Southern 28 County shaded in. And they come up with this nickname for the Archdiocese of Archmob. They, uh, it's just kind of become a thing at seminary when they see each other around campus. They're like, hey, Archmob. Just kind of, hey, we're all in this together kind of thing. So it's all kind of spun from there. And then the Archmob, 1825 is when we got our first bishop. The church fathers say where a bishop is, that's where the fullness of the church is, particularly St. Ignatius of Antioch. And so they decided to go with 1825 because that's when we first were assigned a bishop here in the Archmob, if you will. And so then they got a little more creative and they came up with car decals. We got the state, we got just the arch mob here. So then things really kind of took off and we said, well, we gotta get some gear for the guys to wear when it gets cold. So for Christmas this past year, what do you think? 
Arch Mob, established 1825. We're probably going overboard, but there is this love that's developing. Uh, we got hats this year for all the, the the employees of the diocese. Pretty trendy, I think. Um, we also came up with uh, these nice jackets for the seminarians to wear uh, in their in their classes and whatnot. There's a dress code at seminary, but this meets their dress code, so it's a way for them to show the arch mob. This year at ACYC, they came up with another T-shirt, which uh, has the arch mob, has the logo on the back. And um, I think that's it. I think that's all the gear we've come up with. <laughs> Maybe we're taking it overboard, but the thing I like about it and the thing why I share it with you, it's creative. And it comes from a place in their life in which they are connecting with their native soil and they're growing to love it. And they want to promote it. They want to show their love for it. And they want to kind of spread to other people the sense of this is our native soil. This matters to us. This belongs to us. And I think particularly as these young men are considering spending their whole lives in the southern 28 counties of Alabama taking care of God's people, um, these ideas are really resonating. So I share this with you for you to start thinking and praying, how does God want to use you and your creativity and your gifts and your insights to bring about renewal in our native soil? As you think about this, pray about this, let us turn to the Blessed Mother to show us the way. She gave God a chance to have a foothold here on earth. And so God's passing the buck to us and say, how are we going to give God a foothold here in the southern 28 counties of Alabama, our native soil. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. Through her intercession, my money, God bless you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. God bless y'all. And God bless our native soil.